here's the big question. How are entrepreneurs like us, who have been hustling and struggling to make it to success, who seem to make it one step forward, only to fall two steps back, who are dedicated, determined, and driven, how do we finally break through and win? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Brian Kelly, and this is the Mind Body Business Show. Hello, everyone, and welcome, welcome, welcome to the Mind Body Business Show. We have a fantastic, incredible, tremendous, and stupendous show lined up for you this evening because of the one and only David Kitchen, known to everyone as Kitch. And from henceforth during the show, that is how we refer to him. I was coached about that. And there's a double meaning to that word, coached. You'll find out what I mean by that. So stick with us. You do not want to miss a minute of this amazing young man's journey, where he is, where he's come from, what he's gone through, and where he is today, and the lives he's changing. So you are going to enjoy this immensely because he is going to provide you with incredible tips and strategies that will help you in your business. And that is exactly what the Mind Body Business Show is all about. It is bringing on top shelf entrepreneurs like Kitch, and we bring them on from all over the world, interview them and elicit their strategies, their secrets, their tips. And you know what? They love revealing them, truly love it because they know by doing that, they are helping someone else that is struggling because they themselves to get where they are today, they got help. And so they want to pay it forward all the time. We all love doing what we do. And that's the true heart of a successful entrepreneur. Are there bad apples? Sure there are, but never on this show. I have not met one and I'm not kidding. And uh, uh, Dave uh, Kitch, I almost did it. Oh, Kitch is no, uh, no different. So the Mind Body Business Show is what I is what it's about, what I call the three pillars of success. And it is they they are the very namesake of this show. It's about mind, which means mindset. And what happened was about over the course of about 10 years, I, I began studying only successful people. What made them tick? What made them more successful than yours truly? I was like, are they different somehow? I mean, I like to say, do they put their pants on by running and jumping and landing with both feet in both legs and it's miraculously they're in their pants? I mean, what is it about these successful people? I was deeply curious. And in my travels and study, I learned about these three pillars that kept floating to the top that were common amongst every successful individual that I had literally studied. Like we're talking about mentors of mine that I knew and met with in person, talking about authors of books, some whom I've met, some whom I've never met, some who have been long since passed, even uh, before I read the book. But a lot of different people that these three pillars kept floating to the top. Mine stands for mindset. So to a person, each of these very successful individuals had very positive, very powerful, and most importantly, very flexible mindsets. And body, body, literally, they all took care of themselves, both physically by exercise, that four-letter word that isn't, and nutrition, and the proper nutrition, both what they untook, untook is that a word, with food and or uh, drink. And then business. Business is very multifaceted. And these individuals had mastered the various skill sets, of which there are many, to build a very successful, thriving business and then to scale it, which means learning more skill sets, mastering more, and then to grow it some more and scale it some more. And 
knowing that you're a very astute individual watching and viewing this program right now, you realize that that word master, master anything takes a long time. And no one person, in my humble opinion, can master every skill set on their own to achieve greatness in their business and, um, and going forward. And the good news is you can do something that every successful entrepreneur does, and that is leverage what you already have. So in that light, I recommend everyone master or at least um, go after mastering at least one skill set, one primary one, because once you do, you can use that to leverage the others. Anybody want, want to know what that is? Anybody at all? Raise your hand. Give a like, give a love, give a comment. All right. I'm not going to wait for you. I'm going to tell you. <laughs> it is the skill set of, ooh, Kitch is going to love this, leadership. That's right. Leadership. Once you have mastered that skill set, now you can bring in other individuals and lead them and orchestrate them in your business that have already mastered these other skill sets that you have yet to or may never master yourself because of the time involved. So it's a beautiful, that's a free tip for you. I won't charge you for it. How's that? All right. So the other wonderful thing that uh, very successful individuals have in common is, well, quite a few of them write and author their own books, just as Kitsch has. He's on number three. We'll find more about that during the show. They are also very avid readers of books. And with that, I want to segue very briefly into a little segment I affectionately call Bookmarks. Bookmarks. Born to read. Bookmarks. Ready. Steady. Read. Bookmarks. Brought to you by ReachYourPeakLibrary.com. There you see ReachYourPeakLibrary.com. One quick word of advice. I know Kitch can really um, relate to this one as I say it. And that is, as the show progresses, we are going to be mostly Kitch. He's going to be giving you a lot of resources, books, websites, um, things, tips and strategies that you can look up online rather than scratch that itch of wanting to go over and type in, in your browser and research it while the show is either going live right now, or whether you're watching it on video after the recording, or whether you're listening on audio, rather than do that, I would implore upon you to instead, oh, some of you are going to get pained out of this is write it down. Yeah, that's right. Actually get out a pen and paper or type it in on your computer. But the bottom line is don't take your focus away from Kitsch during the show. And I say that from experience, from personally speaking from stage many years ago when I was first starting out, I noticed while I'm getting right to the good part, I know the part that's going to make a change in people's lives, right? You're the one doing it. And you see somebody get up and walk out of the room looking at their phone because they got that all important text message or maybe they're squeezing their legs together. They have to go to the restroom. But the thing is, you want to stay in the room. Why? Because that's where the magic happens. And yes, this is a virtual room. It's all about your focus. Focus on Kitsch the entire time. Take notes and keep focusing. This is your time. This is your time. And Kitsch is going to bring it. I know he is. He's got a, a sports background, a football player, basketball player. I know the type. I used to be one myself. And you are in for a treat. So please do yourself a favor and stay in the room. Make sense? Off my soapbox. Done with that for now. Reach Your Peak Library. That is, real quick, a website that I had my team put together as a result of my own experience reading books because I did not start until about 12 years ago at the age of 47. All right, I know. Everyone's doing the math. I'll give you a second. And so uh, I began reading at the age of 47, and then, my gosh, my eyes were open wide. 
and I realized, wow, these have such a uh, powerful impact on my business life and often my personal life as well. And I only put the books in here that did that for me. So not every book I've ever read is in here, but boy, did I start reading books fast. And my gosh, I probably only have half of them in this library. I need to update it. They're not in here in any rhyme or reason. This is not here for us to make money per se. It's for you to see a book, go grab it wherever you buy books. You can click the button or you can go to your Barnes and Noble, wherever. That is not the point. The point is find one book that jumps off the screen at you, read the, the description, say, that's the next read I want to read. Then do, do yourself a favor. Promise yourself two things that you will, number one, actually read it. That's always the big uh, hang up, right? And then number two, put it into action. Whatever you've learned, put it into action. Learning by itself will get you not very far. I won't say it won't get you anywhere, but it's not going to get you very far. Action is what gets you there. Speaking of action, it's time for us to do that and take action and bring on the one and only Kitsch. Here we go. Woo. It's time for the guest expert spotlight. Savvy, skillful, professional, adept, trained, big league, qualified. Yes, there he is, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it is the one. It is the only Kitsch. <laughs> what's going on brother a struggling should i tell him the whole name that's on the screen david you, you can yeah <laughs> yeah it's it's not it's it's not a, a trade secret i promise it's out there I we know, just make man, people dig for it a little bit your strength and conditioning coach or at least that's your background i don't want you to hurt me for saying the wrong name i know you wouldn't we're just having oh. fun that's what that's what uh former athletes do we're never former are we i guess i, I, I don't think so no you're always an athlete lifelong <laughs> athlete <laughs> So let me give you a quick uh, formal introduction and let's roll into this and have a great time. What do you think? Absolutely. All right. Coach Kitch is the founder and president of Edge Leadership Academy. Ooh, did you catch that middle term? Leadership. That's right. He is a former Division I coach and a PhD candidate with a master's degree in sports psychology who has a decade of experience building leaders, culture, and mindset. Wow at the highest levels of sports and business. He is the author of The Pyramid, A System for Building Tomorrow's Leaders Today, and also the book, The Scoreboard, A Self-Audit System to Help You Build the Life You Want. And he's working on a third one. Maybe we'll talk about that a little bit tonight. As a speaker, consultant, and coach, Coach Kitsch is trusted by, listen to this, 100, over 100 CEOs, coaches, and high performers to help them lead and win in business, athletics, and above all, life. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, formerly David Kitchen. We will call him Kitch from now on. Man, what do you, what do you charge? What do you charge to go on the road with me? Do you want to, you want to come out and do my intros from now on? That oh, I'd love to. That'd be fun. And the next place you're coming is not too far from where I'm at, but I can, I can make that happen. I would love to. I love it. I be the love MC. It. Yeah. Do I have to wear the blazer? Because you know, no, no. You show show as you are, man. Hey, I wear this on stage. I'm I'm a t-shirt and jeans kind of guy. So I love it. We're, we all want to be comfortable. And one of the things that stands out about you to me, Kitch, is your your authenticity. I mean, we've just met half an hour ago, and really, I've gotten really good at reading people in a half hour time frame before our show goes live because I never meet a, a guest. Well, no, normally I don't unless I know them already. Uh, prior to the show until until 30 minutes prior and it's working out phenomenally well and you came off instantly as a man of authenticity uh and then as we talked more that got deeper 
and deeper and your integrity grew and grew in my eyes. And I thought, I love what I get to do because I get to deal and work with people like you. And I appreciate how you have held true to yourself. We're all human. We make mistakes along the way, but I can tell you have held true to yourself because of one of the stories you told. And I, you know what? Let's, if you don't mind, we can jump right into that because that's such a great telling story where you rose through the ranks of coaching. Uh, you started out as a, I, I'll let you say it, you'll, you'll tell it better, but you started, you did play football. You went through and you played college level, also basketball. Then you went into coaching, but I'll let you take it and give big people a journey up to the point. I think you know what I'm talking about. Uh, and then uh, it's a great learning moment. So go ahead, take it, take it away. No, no doubt, man. Yeah, I was I was fortunate um, to be in a lot of great situations early on in my career. Uh, and so I got into coaching after I, I played college ball, ended up getting hurt. And the way I actually got into college coaching was I sat down and I wrote a letter to every Division One school on the East Coast. And I mm. said, I'll quit my job. I was selling cloud solutions at the time. I said, I'll quit my job and come work for you for free if you give me an opportunity. And I was very fortunate that Todd Hammer out at Robert Morris reached back out to me and gave me a shot. And so I went out there and that launched a 10-year career in college in college athletics. And I got to see leadership and culture from a lot of different, different angles. But the story that you're referring to um, was I had been in Division I football and had made my way to the top there and, and was fortunate to be the youngest in Division One at the time. And, and so I stepped away and then got the opportunity to come back and do it in men's basketball. And so I never actually did play basketball. So that's kind of a little a little side note that most people don't know is that I was a Division I uh, strength coach for basketball and I never played basketball in my life, um, but was able to get there and get the opportunity. And, you know, at that level, you realize quickly that it's a business. And as much as the people I was around were friends and some of them I consider family, um, there's some harsh reminders that at that level, man, it is a business. And I remember having a conversation with somebody who was in the NFL at the time. They were a strength and conditioning coach. I won't say which team just for, for privacy reasons, but um, he asked me, you know, you're about to you're about to go into the show. You know, your next step is going to be a big job. And he said, are you ready to sell your soul? And I said, what do you mean? He said, when you get to a certain level, there's going to be things that are going to be asked of you. There's going to be situations and with each one of those comes a little bit of giving up pieces of your character, right? So to say, and, and that immediately didn't sit well with me. Um, and so that made me start having these second thoughts of, hey, maybe I don't want to be in coaching forever. Maybe what I thought was the pinnacle isn't actually what I want, right? Which I think is a very a whole nother conversation. Um, but what that led to was the pandemic hit. We were on our way to March Madness and we made the tournament. And we got the call that everybody else in the country got, which was to turn it around and take it back to campus. And so we went back to campus and along that ride, you know, myself and, and the head basketball coach at the time didn't speak much. And I, I couldn't figure out what was going on. You know, obviously it was a very concerning time for everybody with the pandemic hitting. But what I came to find out later was that he had taken another job at another university, um, which was a great move for him. Great career move. But again, just another reminder that this was a business, business, right? And so that was two reminders that I had that this was a business. And so the third and final reminder came when I had the opportunity to stay at Georgia Southern and interview for my next job and interview with the new head coach that was coming in. Um, there were some philosophical differences or some things that we just didn't agree upon. And it was, again, the third reminder that this is a business. And so, you know, for me, it was like that movie moment. The contract came sliding across the table and I couldn't do it. You know, I said, no, nah, this, this isn't me anymore. This isn't what I want. 
Uh, and so I told you earlier, and it's it's not an exaggeration at all. I literally I went home and Googled, how do you start an LLC? Um, and so that was, you know, where it all came from. But it, it was exactly what you said. I, I didn't want to get away from my values. I didn't want to spend on certain things that I consider non-negotiable in my life. And I wanted to be able to create something that was aligned with that and that represented that. And that's what Edge Leadership Academy is. I so appreciate that whole story for so many reasons. Uh, one is that everyone watching and listening can learn from it uh, immediately. And that is don't sell yourself out. When you're first starting, it's it's a lot easier to give in to that kind of thinking because you're in a scarcity mindset. You're trying to make that buck. And we've all been there. I can see Kitch is nodding emphatically because that's just part of the, the journey. And if you're able to stick to it like Kitch just explained, then uh, you're going to be way ahead of the game instead of you're going if you do sell out a little even a little bit you're going to look back at that and regret it i know uh there's and it doesn't mean it's a massive decision or something that if you feel there's something not right about it you know that there's something not right about it and you probably should not go forward with it and uh for a lot of people that are just starting out they will tend to go ahead and do it anyway if they see that shiny object known as the green dollar <laughs> that will get them to a little bit more space of comfort then uh then they tend to go that way but do everything in your power i, I mean kitch how you you mentioned at one point when we were talking before the show that you ended up getting a coach of your own for your for business purposes and you met by way i think was it your own podcast his show yeah so it was his, his show. show i was i was fortunate to get on his show. And, and we had similar to like you did, we had a meet and greet before the show and we got to know each other and just shared a lot of value, shared a lot of, of background. And I have no, no problem sharing, shouting him out, Marcus Ogden. Um, it's my guy, man. You know, he's a former offensive lineman, NFL football player. And so we had that in common, uh, but we, we got to know each other. And it was one of those things where uh, character to me is revealed very quickly. Like, like you can smell that, you can feel that it's a, it's a visceral <laughs> thing. Right. And, and so, you know, when you feel that and you get around like-minded people, uh, you, you instantly are like, okay, how do I deepen this relationship? What makes sense? Right. And so for me, I saw Marcus as, as an opportunity for me to be around somebody of high value that I really respected as a person and that we just clicked as humans. He never sold me. There was no sales pitch. There was no, you know, Hey, here's my program. Come by. It was just, no, man. We get along, we vibe, we believe in the same things. Let's work together. How can I add value to you? How can you add value to me? And now flash forward a couple of years, we bring each other deals. We're part owners in, in other companies together, right? And so to me, that's what it's all about. It's about surrounding yourself with people that reflect the values that you believe in and will A, stand up for you in rooms that you're not in, B, speak your name in rooms of opportunity that you're not in, and then C, defend you, man. Those things are, are mm. to me, are, are just key. And being from the sports world, you know how incredibly powerful it is and, and necessary to have coaches, uh, especially when you're in a team environment, even with, with individual sports, though, as well. It's better to have another set of eyes and another brain give you a different viewpoint to help you propel yourself farther faster. But for you, when it comes to business, what would your advice be to people just starting out? How soon would you recommend anyone get a coach to help them out knowing that their their funds might be limited but let's take that off the table yeah what is yeah. what would you say is the level of importance of getting somebody to help you out to get started and continue it down the right path I, I think you have to prove the concept first um so for me I waited uh I, I waited I had a, a year under my belt so 
full transparency for me personally, I had a year and I felt like most entrepreneurs do. I had some success early on and I was like, hoo hoo, I'm ready now. I'm 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 the next Cardone. I'm the next Ryan Pineda. I'm Bradley. I'm all these guys rolled into one, man. I got this thing figured out. Making money, not a problem, right? And so I got myself in some tough situations and I ended up, I opened and closed a 22,000 square foot gym in 11 months. Um, wow. So opened it, closed it. Um, I had a, my hands in a million different things and I, I was just doing too much, right? And so it was at that point where I realized, okay, I need to get super focused and I need to get super clear on how to build this one business and get really good at this. And then I can build businesses off of it. And so that was the point when I got a coach. Um, and so for me, when I'm talking to younger entrepreneurs, I always say, get really good at what you're doing. And then as you look at these other guys that have multiple coaches and multiple businesses going, you'll see if you really get in the conversation with them, you'll see how one hand feeds the other. And you'll see how all those businesses are somewhat related. They make sense together. There's a synergy, right? And they're not doing drop shipping over here and arbitrage over here and buying storage units over here and then, you know, investing in car wash. They're not doing all those different things. They're focused on a vision, a mission, and a set of values, right? And so I think once you have that proof of concept where people are willing to pay you for whatever it is that you're selling, because that's number one, um, once you have that, then it's time to say, okay, how do I start to invest and how do I start to get in the rooms, right? And I think that's the important part that you have to ask yourself, what what do I want my ceiling to be? Where do I want to be at the end of this? How big do I want to get? Um, and then, you know, how much you truly believe in what you're doing? Because if you believe enough, then I know the the finances, you'll find a way. I've never met a drug addict that wakes up and says, I'm not getting high today, right? They find a way. And so, you know, we have to do the same. And so as entrepreneurs, that's that's the point when I think it's time to find a coach. The other thing I would say is when you're looking at coaches, just be aware, right? Be aware. And I think me and you uh, can say this openly, like, I spent 10 years doing the thing before I coached anybody on how to do the thing. And, and so I, I think you have to be very, very clear about what you're looking for in a coach. And one of those prerequisites to me is, is experience. Definitely. And, you know, and results. Yes. hundred percent. Yeah. You want to be coached by somebody who has achieved the level of results you desire to also achieve. If they haven't, then, you know, it's like I uh, used to be in the corporate world. I'll never forget this. <laughs> Sitting there as a software engineer, we're in there, you know, tapping away in our keys. And they're doing, you know, they're giving stock advice to each other. And I'm like, you're still here working, man. Why would anybody listen to you? I wouldn't listen to them. Just, just keep flapping your jaws because they don't have the experience. They don't have the success of the results. And I, I wasn't being disrespectful. We're all friends no. and just having fun with each other. But I was still saying, why? No, but, but here, the other piece, though, for entrepreneurs is take what you just said and apply that to your life as well. Exactly. Right. And be able like I at this point in my life, I am so, so, so intentional and cautious about who I take advice and input from. Yeah, like you have to. And I think early on in entrepreneurship, you're looking for validation, right? Because you're on this journey. You're stepping out into the unknown. You're not sure if what you're doing is going to work. And so you're looking for people to reaffirm that you're doing the right thing. And so you're willing to take feedback from so many different places, but you very quickly have to grow out of that. You have to get out of that need for validation and be able to say, 
why am I taking advice from this person? Why am I taking their opinions? And my test is very simple. If I wouldn't want your outputs, I'm not taking your inputs. So I just ask myself, if I start to think and act the way this person thinks and acts, does that mean I'll be just like them? Well, would I want to be just like them? Yeah, exactly. The if the answer is no, then yeah, then <laughs> keep it to yourself, man. I, I believe I, I want to have conversations with people that live in the arena. That's what I want. Let, let's talk about that. And there is a very great uh, commonality with that and sports. I'm, I'm just so glad that you have a sports background. I, I rarely get to talk to somebody that does. So thank you for filling my my sports uh, my sports glass full. But one of the great things I noticed as a kid, you know, when you're when you play, I, I love basketball. I play it in my backyard, and I'd play about against somebody else. And if I was better than them, I'd beat them, and I'd feel really good. But what I noticed is. I wasn't getting any better. I needed to continually find somebody that was better than me and be okay with getting beat or I was never going to improve. And that's not the case in business where they're going to beat you. They're going to, you just want somebody that's achieved more than you have so that you can learn and grow. And then you're going to grow to their level and then surpass it. You need another coach yep. and you can just keep wash, rinse, repeat, unless they are also climbing the ladder ahead of you. And so, Yep. Yeah, always, always play with, you know, you said something, how can I get in the rooms? Yeah, get in the rooms of others who have achieved more than you have or that have achieved a level of success that you desire to or that have the value system. And like you said, would I like to be like them that, yes. yeah. that have what and, you want to be, what they have necessarily, but what you yes. want to be, uh, what they yeah. want to build, build the person in the business will follow, build the person in the business will follow. You have to do that. And, and part of that is knowing exactly what you want and what it takes to get there. Like just break down the steps. Success leaves clues. Like, and I know I'm dropping all these cliches left and right, but there's true. They're, they're all universal truths. You get in and you get around people um, that are successful and then you ask questions and then you implement and you iterate and you build your own systems off of that. And then all of a sudden, like you said, you're starting to level up. And now the rooms that you're in, here's the thing the rooms that you're in will change because you've leveled up. And so now the people that were in that first room that you're in are introducing you to people in the rooms that they're trying to get in. Yeah. And so now you're, you're, you're doing that, you know, by, you know, by what's the word I'm looking for, I guess, uh, not osmosis, but you know what I'm saying? By, by extension. Yeah. By, by extension, you know, you're starting to just by the nature of it, like, Oh, he leveled up. Let me introduce him to X, Y, Z. Yeah. It just keeps cascading upward. It's a, a phenomenal thing. Oh my gosh. I mean, there's so much uh, I've been, I've been writing notes. So, you know, I'd never tell anybody to do anything that I am not willing to do myself. So I'm getting writer's cramp over here and I'm loving it. So um, I loved, oh my gosh, you said character, you can smell it <laughs> and feel it. It's like a dog can sense fear. It's totally the same thing. Uh, especially, I think that's a skill set in its own right to be able to hone in and know if someone is of the character you wish to be in alignment with. I know I wasn't really good at it in the beginning and i've gotten really good at it over time doing things like this show has helped mm -hmm. a lot uh hone that skill in and that's the thing is what do you think about you know it's the skill sets that one must um you know it's i always tell people stack one pebble at a time you're not going to see a big building built immediately but you keep stacking them and eventually over time you will continue to see progress and move forward and so a lot of people want that that quick kill right they want we're an instant gratification society. Everything's instant. My God. But one thing that's still that I have not seen to be ever uh, a, a solution to becoming instant is 
instant success. It took us all 10 years to become an overnight success, right? <laughs> it, it truly, truly does, man. It truly <laughs> And people don't want to talk about that. They want to talk about the supercar and how many followers they have and this, that, and the other, man. They don't want to talk about those nights when, when the rent was due. You know, they, they don't, nobody wants to talk about that stuff. And um, yeah, I think that's, that's so true. The interesting thing that you say that is what is coming true though, is those that are willing to say it, I see having the greatest success. Why is that? Because they are opening themselves up and being authentic and everybody is gravitating toward that because like, oh, well, Kitsch went through it. Who am I? I can do the same thing then. But if you come off as all perfect and I'm driving a Maserati or a Lamborghini or something that's out of their reach and they're even their scope, they're going to go, ah, but they're out of my league. I can't even touch them. So I'm not even going to do business with them. Mm -hmm. I think it, it that human element is so important. And the personal relationships that you can build by being transparent, I think are much, much deeper. Does that resonate with you? Absolutely. Authenticity is a key. It's It's been a, a key to my success, even when I was a coach. Like I was always so open and honest with my players, open and honest with their families. Like I took that very seriously because to me, like, first off, it's a parent giving you their child for four years. Like that is a big responsibility. And, but one of the things that I always said to the parents when they would come meet with me is look around my office and tell me what you don't see. And the answer was always the same. It was championship rings. And I said, now it's not because I don't win them because I do but I don't keep the rings because the relationships are more important to me than the rings. So if you look around my office, what do you see? You see wedding invites. You see pictures of me with former players. You see team pictures. You see thank you notes. You see all these things around my office that tell you who I am. The same is true with my business now. One of our core values as a business is connection over content. We want to connect with our clients, then we'll give them the content. Are we elite in building leaders and building culture? Absolutely. I would put us up against any other team in the, in the country or in the world as far as doing that. But we're even better at building relationships. And that's why we have the customer retention rates that we have. That's why we don't lose clients. Um, and so that piece, if you want to be a successful entrepreneur, it's showing up as yourself. It's being vulnerable. It's being authentic and building legitimate relationships where you are convinced that you are giving this person value because you genuinely are. Have you seen that permeate through that culture, permeate through your, your business, your partners, your employees? Definitely. Yeah. My, my and, whole team, my whole team. And, and it's funny, we were just, we were just talking about this. Like my business partner just had his second child and he was talking about how, like now he's openly talking about that, like on stage, like he's talking about the challenges of being a father. He's talking about that with our sales coaching programs of like how to balance fatherhood and and being a high performing salesman like how do you balance those two things but the the thing is people resonate with it and and they grow towards it and they want it and for us it makes our job so easy guys we overcomplicate this as entrepreneurs it is so easy if you just show up as yourself every single day you don't ever have to worry about what mask to put on before you walk into a meeting just show up as you yeah, there's that whole fake it till you make it syndrome. I mean, if you're just starting out, there are so many ways to just start out and say, I'm going to give you all I got. I don't have the pedigree. I don't have the certificates. I don't have the wins, but I will give you an incredible discount. And all I ask for you is give me a testimonial when we're done that's and it. just start bare bones. And that's one great strategy if you're just starting out. I know it doesn't pay the bills like you want it to, but hustle, work and get a lot more clients I, and get it I, going. I still speak for free at times. I still do yeah. You know, I don't have to, but I enjoy it. And it, to me, it means something like I if you genuinely believe that you're here to help people and that you're in the space to help people, then you'll find yourself doing things like that 
no matter how far you go. You know, and I, I'm, I work with mentors like Inky Johnson, Eric Thomas. I mean, guys that are at the top of the game and they still do it. Why? Because you genuinely feel called to help people, right? Like I, there's times where it's, it's like, Hey, it's not, it's, I'm not going to not help you because of a budget issue. Right. Right. Like I'm here to serve. And so I, I will find a way. And, and, and I truly believe in, if I do that, like you said, can I get a testimonial? Hey, you know, you really enjoyed what I just did. Would you mind introducing me to two or three of your friends? There like, you is go. there somebody else in your industry that you think could could be open to this conversation or would benefit from what we just did? And every time, 10 out of 10, 10 out of 10, it comes back to us. It, and it's it's that's awesome. The same exact strategy I use for getting you on this show and other guests on the show. Uh, every almost every guest I have on this show, I can't remember the last time, but almost everyone is from a referral. And it just has, I mean, we're booked, I don't know how many months out in advance. I only do one a week, so mm -hmm. it's not that impressive. But I never, I used to have a link on my website. If you want to be on my show, like I've got rid of that years ago because I have enough. I don't need it anymore. You know, I got people throwing people at me on email, you know, trying to introduce me as their publisher and all that stuff. I got enough. I don't even respond. I'm sorry, but I, I don't have time for it and I don't have the room for it at this point. So and that's not to brag or anything. It's just referrals work. The whole point of it was what every you just day. said, Kitch. Every, every really, day of the week. But yeah. I, I built I built my business off referrals. I truly, truly did. Like I, I, our first year, we didn't spend any money in marketing. Second year, we didn't spend any money in marketing. It was all word of mouth. We had 35 NCAA programs sign up with us. I had started the business eight months earlier. We were eight months in with 35 NCAA programs. You know why? Because we came in. We gave them everything we had. I poured my heart out. I gave them everything I could. And then I asked them if they knew somebody that would be open to the conversation. That was it. Ooh, open to the opportunity. Yes. Open to the conversation. I love this. I love this. You are a very astute young man. You know, it's funny. There's this. You, okay. And thank you for correcting me on the you didn't play basketball part. <laughs> I thought you said that. And I'm like, okay, I get it. You, you coached it. But you had the, the background definitely to you don't have to play the sport to be able to coach it for sure. Correct. It's more mindset and it's more, it's a lot of things, but um, what was I going to say? I completely lost my train of thought. Oh yes. So one of the um, underlying myths out there, because you are an offensive lineman is that offensive linemen are dumb, right? <laughs> and it's funny because uh, especially the higher you go up and you got all the way through college, the higher you go. And it's obvious talking to you that, you got to be pretty damn bright to play any position uh, on the offensive line as well as anywhere else on the field. Uh, you guys are communicating and doing lots of crazy stuff that nobody sees or hears. And, and you got the plays good God, the number of plays and your assignments and roles and, and based on the defensive alignment and just, there's so much going on you have to have instant reactions and also be an athletic monster. So it takes a special, a special mixture. And I can tell you have that. And I want everybody to know as an offensive lineman, this is one smart dude, and they all are, I think. Unless you you might have met a few uh, numbskulls in your life. But. Yeah, I've 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 met a few meatheads, but no, for you're right. I mean, the majority of us are are, are pretty high Q individuals because it is. It's you know we talk about the three A's, right? Alignment, assignment, adjustment. Like you have to line up correctly, you have to know your assignment, and then you got to be able to adjust on the fly. Um, and that's something that carries over to business. It's the same thing. Um, you know, and so, yeah, I think it's, it's the ability to, to make decisions 
based on the information that you have as the situation evolves, right? Which if we really break it down to its base terms, sounds a lot like running a business. Doesn't it? Uh, it's just all the commonalities are just too incredible. <laughs> hey, Jason McNamara, how are you doing, buddy? I had a chat with him earlier. He's uh, been on a, a friend of mine's show. Uh, amazing guy. He's a dad. He's a great person. Love to give shout outs. So yeah, if you come on and you're watching, you have a question for Kitsch. Not for me, for Kitsch, because this is the man, it's, it's the focus is on him. And speaking of that, before I go too far, I'm, I'm having a good time. And I could I could just go crazy and go to the end of the show before remembering. I want to showcase what it is you do specifically, if, if that's okay. I want to say, yeah. you know, Kitsch, who, who is your target market? I mean, you just said 35 NCAA programs. What does that mean? Is it yeah, uh, so, a specific so sport, you know, those kind nope, of things? And then nope, we've, we've worked, yeah, so you, you can kind of – Pull up if you want to pull up the site. We can kind of talk through that. So we have we have thirty five NCAA programs. That was in the first eight months. So meaning thirty five different NCAA teams. So from Division three uh, small school all the way up to we were in at, in Coral Gables last year with University of Miami football, um, Northwestern men's basketball. So we're, we're all over the place. That's our athletic side. So our business basically has three legs to it. We have the athletics, as I just talked about. We have our corporate side where we will work with senior management, we'll work with C-suite executives, we'll work with your general sales team and, and your frontline employees as well. And we'll do things like workshops, so we can do culture curriculums, we can do leadership curriculums. We also do high-performing habits curriculums. Um, and then we also have, obviously, our mentorship programs and our one on one So, for instance, we have organizations that we work with where we'll come in and we'll identify, help them identify rising stars within the company. And then we'll do, we'll provide one-on-one -on -one coaching or group style coaching, whatever is more efficient and effective for that team to get them ready to step into those potential leadership opportunities down the road. Um, the other thing we do is obviously like everybody else, we have our one-on-one -on -one coaching and we have our, um, our community offline as well that we do. So that's what we do in a nutshell. I also do keynote addresses. So aside from what my team does and myself, with Edge, if somebody's looking to bring me in specifically, share my personal story um, and share some of the leadership advice, I do those keynote addresses as well. Um, but our, our customer avatar, it's, it's so interesting because if you would have asked me a year ago and then a year ago before that, it's changed so much. It's evolved so much, but in a good way, right? So when you first start in business, they say the niche, the niches are the riches are in the niches, right? Like find your niche, stick to it. And ours has grown so much. We're now at the point where I say our ideal customer is somebody that wants to win in business, win in life, and win in their relationships and their community. That's who our ideal customer is. If you have a, an organization and a team, whether it's a nonprofit, uh, um, a for-profit, an athletics group, a community group, a faith group, if you have a group and you want to build leaders, you want to have an elite culture, and you want to figure out what it takes to be a high performer, you're our ideal customer. That's it. I mean, that it's, it's that simple for us. Um, and we found results across all of those because there's so many commonalities. Like there's just certain things that are are universal truths and in being successful. I love it. And if you can think of, say, one success story out of all the, the different uh, schools you've been to and helped out and all the different businesses and individuals, if one stands out that just comes to the top of your head to say that one was remarkable because what would that be? Yeah, I think it's I think it was uh, our biggest corporate client that we ever signed, actually. So it was a construction company that had just acquired another construction company. So they went from a one hundred and fifty million dollar company 
to I believe 450 was the next year. So it's a lot of growth. Um, they had 600 and some employees, 45 states, and they wanted us to come in and help them kind of merge the cultures, right? They were obviously acquiring this, this other company. And so it's like, how do we merge the corporate cultures and get them together and make sure that that's clear? So what we did is we came in and helped them redefine vision, mission, values. We helped them redefine what their stated culture was going to be, what their experience culture was going to be. And then we went to we had eight different locations, eight different regions across the country, and we did specified management training with everybody from senior managers all the way down to shift supervisors. And we talked through leadership fundamentals, leadership principles. What does this look like? How are we going to implement these things that we just talked about and help them outline KPIs around that? Um, and so for us, that was a success story because their revenue shot skyrocketed. And then the biggest part for me, which is what I always gauged on, is the CEO of not only that company, but also the owner of the portfolio company that owns them called us and said, hey, you're going to be our guys again this year. So we just signed another contract to come back again this year with them. So, you know, we we joke about it and it's it's not arrogance. It's genuinely not. It's just men lie, women lie, numbers don't. Like we come in, we pour everything we have into our clients and we want to see people win. And so when we have opportunities like that and we see it turn out the way it did, we're like, no, this again just reaffirms what we're trying to do. I love it. I love it. I love it. We have a question that came in from Bob Hildberg on YouTube. He says, what are the three A's? Align, adjust, and what was the third? It was alignment, assignment, and adjustment. There we yep. go. So in football, it's it's getting your alignment correctly, correctly, correctly. Then you look around and you figure out what am I, what is my assignment? What am I responsible for? And then as soon as the play snaps, you have to adjust on the fly, right? So it's the same, same as business. So you want to line up your shot. What am I going to sell? What's my team going to look like? Who's our, our, our ideal avatar, right? Then you start to figure out what your assignment is going to be. So who's responsible for what? How are we going to roll this product out? What's our MVP, our minimally viable product? What's going to be our winning product? What's going to be our, our superstar or our hero product? And then how do we adjust as the markets change, the customers change, and the needs change? Right on. And he is appreciative. You're welcome, Bob, on behalf of Kitsch. <laughs> hey, there's one question I love to ask. Um, man, there's a couple. I want to I want to step back to the, the arena of mindset real quick. I usually open with this one. This thing just is I love this show. It goes so naturally ebbs and flows. One thing I'm always deeply curious about is, you know, how entrepreneurship has a lot of peaks and valleys, many valleys. And our job as entrepreneurs is to solve the problems that get us out of those valleys or get your customer client out of those valleys over and over and over again. It's like a nonstop barrage of issue after issue, day after day. Some of them are arduous tasks. Some are, yeah, I got this, but it's going to take some work for you. When you get up in the morning and you're coming to, you know, you're, you're getting ready for the day and you know that all this is in front of you every single day. You know, most people would break and crumble, but that's why there aren't as many entrepreneurs as there are today. But for you, when you get up, what is going on in your big, beautiful brain that's telling you to drive, keep driven, keep persisting, keep going, never stop? What is that driving force and factor for you going on in your brain when you get up? You know, again, this is another one that you've asked me that's changed so much over the years. Uh, if you would ask me three years ago, four years ago, even two years ago, probably, I would have said a fear of failure. Right? Like I was so afraid to, to, to not yeah. be great. But what I realize now is that it's not, that's not what motivates me. What motivates me is, is chasing the best version of me and trying to leave a legacy 
for my family, right? So and then I'm not talking about buildings and monuments and finances. I'm, I'm talking about impact. I'm talking about a legacy through the people that I help win. Like that is what I want my legacy to be. I want people to be able to look at my family and say, Kitch helped us be better. Kitch inspired us to go after what we wanted in life. Kitch helped me in my relationship. Kitch helped me in my marriage, in my business, whatever it may be. Um, to me, my bank account is a reflection of that. So that's mm-hmm. what motivates me is it, it reflects my impact on people. Um, and ultimately, you know, as all of us, I think, in entrepreneurship are chasing, it's eventually that freedom that comes with it, right? The W's, what I want with who I want, when I want, where I want. Like that's that's it. But but the motivation for me is the people. It's the impact on the people. I, I joke about I probably talk about my funeral more than most normal people, but <laughs> I talk about it a lot. And I say I genuinely want there to be a line out the building because of how many people I was able to help. That is so refreshing. I don't know if I've ever heard anyone define legacy the way you did. And I it just invigorated me to hear that. I mean, my gosh, everyone else is, like you said, no statues and monuments and people um, just, I don't know. It, it's I, I, it's I mean, more of, it's more of a narcissistic uh, approach. And yours is the approach I think that is really the, the most powerful. Uh, I always think when people start talking about legacy, I was like, oh God, not again. Because when you're dead, you're dead. Get over it. You're not going to be around to see what that legacy they're, was. They're not. They're not going to remember anyways. But and when so you how say, does, I want how my family, my on? friends, and those that I've dealt with that you know that I've impacted them in some way that may carry on into their life, into the future lives. I mean, that is the juice right there. That's the special sauce. That's God's purpose. That is it. That is that's the ingredient. Stir that up in a pot, and it's going to be a delicious uh, soup right there. That's well, beautiful. and and to, and to take it a step further, Brian, if if you really look at it, right, so. I say that my vision is to leave that legacy for my family. So from there, I can now define what my mission is going to be on a daily basis, which is to inspire the best version of whoever I come in contact with. And then I can define my values off of that, right? So I want to be honest. I want to be caring. I want to be driven. I want to be committed to growth. Once you have those things put together, this is the secret sauce for anyone out there listening. This is it right here. Every decision that you make throughout your day, All you do is you ask, does it bring me closer to my vision? Does it help me fulfill my mission? Does it reflect the values that I fight for in life? And if you do that enough and you keep getting yeses and you keep doing things that are yes to all of those questions, then when you die, again, going back to the funeral, I hate to do it, but I got to, going back to the funeral, then the first person that steps up to the mic, they should repeat back to the crowd, your vision, your mission, and your value statement. So that first person should step up and they should say, Kitch left a legacy for his family to be proud of. He inspired greatness in everybody that he came in contact with. He was honest. He was caring. He was driven. He was committed to growth. If I get to see that from up above, I, I lived the life I wanted to live. I became the man I wanted to be. And you will have impacted so many that followed in your footsteps and beyond, right? And it, it and just that is will the key. cascade. Or, uh, that is the key. Yeah, it'll have that ripple effect. And I, I think that's we were all put on this planet for a purpose, different purposes. But I think that's one of those common ones that I think we're all here to help each other and to love each other and to inspire and push each other in ways that make us all better uh, from the inside out. And yeah. you are a breath of fresh air, my man. I mean, who would have thought a dumb offensive lineman? I am so <laughs> You are anything but dumb. My goodness. Uh, very astute. I can tell well read. Do you have, you don't happen to have a copy of your book uh, near you, do you? 
I, it's that? actually the, the original edition is hanging on the door. Oh, okay. Um, I might actually have one. I don't know if I do. I don't want to dig for it right now, but uh, <laughs> it's it's av- it's available on Amazon. It's it's out there, man. I, I, you know what? Honestly, it's one of those things. It was a great project, and it was it was so fun to write because I gave myself a page limit. So I said, I want something that I can give leaders, whether they're in athletics or if they're in business or wherever, that they can read on a plane or on a bus or wherever, and they can implement it right now. So I didn't want all the fluff. So it's it is. I think it's 61 pages. It's 61 pages of execution. Like that is what it, it is, the blueprint. Um, and so it was such a fun project to do. But the, the you know, you alluded to my third book coming up here. It was one of those things that now when I look at that first, the first copy that's up on the wall here, I'm like, man, there was so much left unsaid. Like there's so much more, you know, because you, you grow and you evolve. Um, but it was, it was such a fun product, such a fun project, man. And I sent it out. You know, during the editing phases, I sent it out to uh, 10 college strength and conditioning coaches. So 10 division one big time. I mean, you would know the logos if we put them up on the screen, um, put sent it out to them. And then I also sent it to 10 business leaders and I never got any of the copies back, which means <laughs> they liked it so much that, that, that they held on to it. Right. So, um, you know, that reaffirmed that, that we were heading in the right direction, man. It's become part of and I'm always humbled. When, when people reach out to me and say, hey, this is part of our leadership committee or this is something that we have our new hires read or our new managers, you know, that that just means the world to me. That is fantastic. So that one is we're talking about is the pyramid. That's the pyramid. Yes, sir. That 61 was the pages. Book. That's it. Is it's it on? Uh, is it on Audible by chance? Uh, I do not believe so. I didn't do the reading, so I don't I don't believe so. Yeah, I love when authors read their own books. I don't care what their voice sounds like. It's uh, It adds more to it. I think uh, Arnold did one, Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, somewhat, it's not too recently, a couple of years ago, right before COVID, I think uh, it came out. And I started listening to it. And it was his voice. I'm like, all right. This is it, great, yeah. <laughs> it, was for, it was for the first couple of chapters. And then it was taken over by some guy with a British accent or something. It wasn't him. I'm like, what the heck are you doing? No, bring him back. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, no, I, I agree 100%. It's always a nice surprise when you hop on Audible and you get the author and you're like, okay, yeah. this is, I think um, Jocko did his own and uh, David Goggins did his own too. So those were, those were two that were pleasant quite surprises as well. I've noticed quite a few have, and I'm, I'm happy that they did. Uh, I don't, it's not like a, a game changer. It's not going to, it's not a deal breaker if it wasn't, right. them, but man, I sure love it when they are the ones reading it. Cause it's their soul that was put into it, right? They know what inflections to put into their, they wrote the dang thing. It, it just mm-hmm. has a different dynamic and it's a Absolutely. lot more engaging, I think. Um, holy moly, I just looked at the time. That is a great sign, man. It's been flying by. Uh, you're just a phenomenal individual from every vantage point. And I'm not even talking business right now. You are <laughs> to the core, uh, I think, a role model. Thank you, thank and you, I appreciate I, that. Man. Kids, adults, people younger than you, and those a lot of people older than you should take note and take notice. Uh, and um, basically, there's a thing, you know, there there is a recipe for success. And success means many things to, to many people. Uh, success is, well, we'll find out deeper here in a little bit. But it's really all you need to do is model someone else who has achieved success that you have, that you desire to achieve. We talked a little bit about that in the earlier in the show and model is just a fancy word for what copy mm-hmm. and we don't do that as adults why we were taught not to why because in school that meant cheating 
But as adults, they we turn everything around and say, you must copy, you must model to achieve success. <laughs> if you don't, you're gonna go try to reinvent the wheel. It's been done before, you don't need to do it again. Do you, did, did you ever get to that kind of stumbling block when it came to modeling or copying someone else? Did ego get in the way and say, I could do all this on my own? Anything like that happened to you in your it's, journey? It, it's so interesting because in coaching, especially in strength and conditioning, it's absolutely encouraged to copy. So I was kind of indoctrinated into that uh, early. And so then when I got into business, that was just my mindset was like, all right, I'm just going to copy other people that I know it makes sense. Right. So I'm going to learn their systems. I'm going to, and I'm sure again, most entrepreneurs, you jump in, who's the first person you run into in marketing, Billy Jean or, or Gary V or one of those guys. Right. So for the first year, I'm like, all right, I'm going to be the next Gary V. I need a thousand pieces of content per day on every platform. You know what I mean? Like that, that's who I thought I was going to be. And then you, and then you start to learn a little bit more and you're like, okay, let me go down this road. Oh, well, here's Grant Cardone. All right. So here's what I need to do. Right. And, and you start to run into these things, but to me, it was always, instead of copying, it was how do I iterate and how do I make this mine, right? And so um, one of the things that, that we talk about a lot in fitness is learning the rules so that you know when to break the rules. And so we always used to tell our young coaches, you have to be a cook before you're a chef, right? You have to follow the recipe. And then as you figure it out and you get it down, now you can add salt, you can do different things. And then within a couple, couple months, whatever, you got mama's gumbo now, right? Like you have a new recipe. <laughs> and I think the same is true in business. Like you have to look at people's systems and say, okay, how do I learn this system that they're using? And then how do I iterate on it and make it mine and make it work for my environment with my values and the things that I believe in and the way that I want my business to be reflected. And so I don't know that I ever ran into that. I think it was more just maintaining an obsession with improvement um, and being able to say like, okay, I need to consistently be seeking out information, right? And, and not getting stuck. I think the other part for entrepreneurs to understand is that you're going to outgrow certain mentors and you're going to change your opinion on certain things. There's certain things that you, you thought you believed in that it just doesn't work for your business or it's just not what you thought it was or whatever. And that's okay, right? Like you have to learn to develop your own your own identity as an entrepreneur. Um, and so it is still copying, right? But it's it's copying with the intention of creating. Yeah. And being flexible, uh, the mindset, that, that's the, the key. So we're getting close to the end. And I like to ask a very powerful, potent question to close every show with. And it started, I did it on occasion. I'd ask the question, this is going back almost five years ago, but I started really honing in on these answers going, whoa, I didn't see that one coming. And then, hey, wow, that was different. And oh, wow, that was awesome. And so uh, I said, you know what? I'm going to close every show out with this one. And and Dave, or, I mean, Kitch, I will invite you. Uh, once, once my first book is finally <laughs> published, it's taking way too long. It's done. I'm done writing. I've finished writing. Uh, anyway, once that's done and published, I'm going to then follow it up with a collaborative book. And that collaborative book, the title is going to be the very question I'm going to ask you. And then everyone's answers that make the grade. I've had two sentence answers. That's not a very big chapter. So <laughs> keep that in mind when you answer a, a little bit more than a couple sentences. I don't think you'll have an issue with that with your genius mind. You can uh, you elaborate very well. Um, before I do that, though, what was it I was thinking? Um, I wanted to find out if there was a 
a professional sports figure that you would consider to be a household name that you have personally met? I guess first, have you met many of those? Yeah. Uh, okay. I mean, I met Christian McCaffrey. So of the ones you've met so far, and you know, knowing that you probably didn't have a whole lot of time to get to know all of them, which one stood out to you the most that gives you the biggest memory positive-wise and why? Christian McCaffrey, absolutely, okay. hands down. Yeah, he was. He came in my office, and I didn't know who he was because I don't know if you've seen his picture. He just looks like a normal guy. He does. <laughs> and so he he came in. I was working at UNLV at the time out in Las Vegas. So him and uh, Solomon Thomas and a couple other you know bigger name guys were coming in to train the weekend of it was the weekend of the Conor McGregor fight. So every celebrity and their brothers in town, <laughs> and so they come in and they say, "Hey, we're here to use the field," and I'm like who are you? Like, you look like just an average guy. Like, like I'm, and he, he's like, I'm Christian. And I'm like, and? Christian. <laughs> and he's like McCaffrey. And I was like, Oh, that Christian. Okay. All right. So, so we got a chance, you know, we chatted for very briefly, very, very briefly. And then he went out on the field and we asked him, Hey, do you mind if we come out and just kind of watch you guys go through your drills? I just want to see from a work ethic standpoint, from an attention to detail standpoint, from a humility standpoint, mm. it was phenomenal. It was, I mean, you saw it and you were like, oh, okay, I get it. I get it. That That's why he is who he is. Like just the, the level of, and mind you, this is a group of, at this point, rookies out here by themselves in the desert heat, setting up cones and running drills. And you would have thought their life depended on it, the way they were working. And he was leading the whole thing. And I was like, got it. That, that gosh, I wonder. That's why he's going to be special. Yeah, gosh, I wonder how he became. So, for those that aren't familiar, he's a superstar running back in the NFL. I think it was the Carolina Panthers he started with, mm -hmm. played there for years, got traded or asked for a trade. I don't remember how that transpired. I was hoping he'd go to the Rams. I knew it wouldn't happen. So, he went to the 49ers and he's crushing it for them as he's done for Carolina uh, before that. And there, as you can see, the work, the attention to detail. Um, even before he had made it because, you know, that's the reason he made it. And you know what? Those that do that, they continue that work ethic. I mean, Absolutely. Kobe Bryant was that way. There's countless stories about his uh, fanatical uh, routines, and he'd be the first one in the gym, the last one to leave. And just, you know, you think these superstars just kind of lollygag after they, you know, they were born with all this talent. And usually it's not the case. They're, they're very, um, very, um, they hone in their craft all the time. And I can tell that is the way you operate too, Kitch, with your business with your family, with just everything you go about life. And so there's a reason you have catapulted so quickly. I mean, 30, you said 31? 31, I'll be 32 on, in April. You're barely pulling that pacifier in your mouth. That's it. You're just starting. <laughs> that is awesome. And congrats and kudos Thank for you. all of it. All right. Got about a minute. I mean, we're not on studio time, but I do, I do want to be respectful of not only just your time, but everyone else's who's been watching and listening to this amazing young man, Mr. I will say it, David Kitchen, known as Kitch. So um, it's an amazing question, Kitch, because there's no such thing as a wrong answer. It's, it's not a test or a quiz. And in fact, the only correct answer will be your answer because it will be unique to you. Uh, and however long it takes you to come up with the answer is going to be absolutely perfect because, again, it's your answer. You could have it in a microsecond or it could be multiple seconds. It doesn't matter. We'll have that that silent air time, you know, that uncomfortable time. It won't be uncomfortable, though. You'll be thinking. Or you'll get it right away. It doesn't matter. So with all that wonderful buildup, are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> of course you are. I'm ready. Oh, goodness, I love it. All right, here we go. 
I'll just use your 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 nickname if that's okay with you. <laughs> All right, here we go. Kitch, how do you define success? Success to me is being able to lay my head down at night and like the 24 hour trade that I made, like knowing that we don't know how long we have on this planet and knowing that time is the biggest delusional thought process that we as humans have, um, being able to lay my head down and say, I like what I just traded 24 hours of this unknown amount of time for, and I'm at peace with that. I don't need it to be different. I don't want it to be different. I enjoyed what I did. I brought value to the world. And I'm at peace with that trade that I just made because you don't ever get it back. Right. And so success to me is to make as many trades that I like for my time as possible. Like that, that's success to me. If I can lay down, like I said, and say, you know what, this whole week, I liked every trade that I made this whole month. I liked every trade that I made. And so it's living a life of making 24 hour trades that I do not regret in any way, shape or form. Mm, mm, mm. True to form. Another amazing, amazing answer to a very profound question. And the, the cool thing about that question is I can this is amazing. I've been doing this for a number of years now and still to this day, no two people have answered it the same way yet. Isn't it. that amazing? It I mean, is, not even, I mean, some have been somewhat similar, but really similar, none yeah. of them have been that, that close. And the other very interesting thing is a lot of people who are just starting out would not have that kind of answer. A lot of people who are starting out would be more money centric. Not a single person on this show has ever given that money or a certain amount of money was their definition of success. They, they would maybe refer to it and say it provided them the liberation and freedom to really give them what they believe success was. But so it was a component of some mm -hmm. people in yours. It didn't come up at all. Most, it doesn't come up at all. And I, I just, I am goosebumps all over my body because I'm so excited about humanity because of people like you that truly, in my opinion, get it. It's not about money. Money is a component of our lives. We need it. Unfortunately, I say, unfortunately, because if we didn't, we would just help each other and, and have a great time. But um, thank you for being you, uh, Kitch. You are an amazing young man. And my gosh, I, I don't even want to do this, but we got to end the show. So, ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the amazing David Kitchen, known as Kitch, I am your host, Brian Kelly of the Mind Body Business Show. Don't forget to tune in again next week, and we'll have another. I don't know if we can top this one, but we're going to do our best to have another amazing show. And before we go, please promise to do just two things for yourself, not for me. Number one, go out and crush it in your business. Do everything you can with the intent of serving more people and helping more people. And number two, above all else, please, everyone, to a person, be blessed. That is it for us. Take care. Bye-bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to the Mind Body Business Show podcast at www.themindbodybusinessshow.com. My name is Brian Kelly.